Today's daf nun aleph. We left off thirteen lines from the bottom on nunum mebeis by the two dots. So the Mishnah said, "Ein moitzim lachilas peres." So somebody steals a field and then he sells it to a lekeach without the lekeach knowing that it's stolen, and he sells it with an achrayis, which means if the lekeach loses that field, the lekeach can come back to the meicher and be reimbursed. And then the lekeach invests in the field and it grows peres, and then the actual owner, the nigzol, comes and he claims the field. So now the lekeach goes back to the meicher for the chayiv of the achrayis. So the Mishnah said that for the value of the karka, then he could collect from the chasam shabadim like a regular milva b'shtar. But when it comes to the paris, then he can only collect from the bnei chayyim. Zakti Gemara, my time. What is the reason why when that lekeach comes back to the meicher who sold him the stolen field and he wants to be reimbursed for the paris, he can only go to bnei chayyim. But anything that that meicher sold off to others to lekuchais after he already sold it to this lekeach. Those in Chasim Shabbatim, that Lekeach cannot go to. You can't be Moitzi from them in Chasim Shabbatim. You can only go to the Benecharim. What's the reason? Because these pairs, they were not written into the Shtar at the time of the Mechiris Karka because they didn't grow yet. All the Shtar says is that Pliny is selling Karka, Pliny to Pliny with an Achrayis. That's it. So the Demea Karka, that's where they can build a Bishtar. So the Chayv Achrayis for that Demea Karka, you can collect from the Shabbatim. But the Demea Pairs, that's where they can move up and you cannot cannot collect from the Shabbatim. Now Rashi points out that even though it does say in the Shtar, the Pairs, there is a reference that the Meicher is selling to the Lekech, the land, and any pears that will grow on it, but still it's not going to help. Because by the karka, there's a koel. There's a koel that goes out that says that Pliny sold to Pliny, and he was makabla nechrais, and now the kuchas that come and buy from this meicher, so they're aware that there's an achrais on the head of this of this meicher. When it comes to the pears, which are not ben, bechal, the time of the mechira, so there's no koel at all. If there's no koel, so the lekuchas have nothing to warn them about, and therefore you cannot collect from the lekuchas, you can only go to the bnei chayr. The case in the Mishnah where the woman and the daughters of a man, after he passes away, they can get Mazinus from his estate. It's as if it's written in a star because it's a Tanai Bezdin, and as we learned in the Mishnah in Ksubis and Daphne Bays, that there's a Kul that goes out as soon as there's a marriage, even if he doesn't actually write it at all. It doesn't even have to be written into the Ksubis. It's an automatic Chi about the Tanai Bezdin. So there's already a Kul that's generated, and yet, Kutani in Matzi, and still our Mishnah says that you. You cannot collect from the Mishabad and only with B'nai Chayrin if the reason is only because of Ink Suvin, so these are considered that it's Yeksu. Amrle, Hossam, Ikara, Hachi, Iskum. This was the original setup. It's if they're written in the star, only copy the B'nai But for Ink Suvin, when it comes to the Mishabad, it's not considered as if they're written. And the reason is, is because that nobody would ever want to buy a field from his friend if he knows that that man's wife and daughters could ultimately collect their mezanis from him without, indefinitely, without any time, as long as they live. So since there's no cap on it, so therefore they said that you can't go to the Meshavad, and we can't have the Lekuchas be liable for that. The same exact thing as Ula said the name of Lakish. The reason why you can't collect from Meshavad, for the the achrayis of the payers is because it's not written in the star. Amalei Reb Zeilor Reb Asi v'Hamazin Yishav Abanis the command Xivi Damo because of the Tanai Bez and Uktani in Matzin still it says you can't go to the Mishabad. Amalei Meikara Hachi Iskand that was the original setup Ksuvin and Eitzel B'Necharin it's considered Ksuvin only Klapi the B'Necharin ve'Ink Ksuvin and Eitzel Mishabad because the Mazanis don't have any set amount. Reb Chimino Amar he has a different reason the Fishein Ksuvin there's no set amount means sometimes. There's a lot of pairs. The, the field will produce a lot of pairs. Sometimes it will only produce a small amount. The lukuchas are not able to protect their purchase by making sure there's enough to be by the seller to cover any debt that he has because the amount of that debt is still unknown. They don't know how many pairs there will be. 
It has two requirements. It has to be a set amount and it has to be written in the star. When Rabbi Hanina said Ketsuvin, he meant only Ketsuvin, even if it's not written, meaning the Nafkamina will be a Mova Alpeh. A Mova Alpeh has a set amount, the amount of the loan, but it's not written. Will Rabbi Hanina hold it in there? You could collect from the Shabbatim. Tashima, the Itmar, Misha Mace, Vinyak Shte Banas, Ubek. We have this Exubus, a man dies and leaves over two daughters and a son. The Kadma heard Rishan of a Nakla Isan Achasim. The first one is getting married, so she takes an Isan Achasim, 10% for her in the dunya. That was the halacha that we learned over there, that besides that she takes Mazinus, the daughters, but at each one, when they get married, at the marriage, they take 10% of the estate for their nedunya, also referred to as parnasa. There's mezainas and there's parnasa. The second daughter didn't get married to take the 10% before the son died, and now the entire Yerusha falls to the two girls and they're going to split it. So Amr Vitra. The second one, she loses that 10%, meaning we don't say first let her take 10% and only then we're going to split it evenly with what's left over. The reason is because since the whole takana of the 10% was that she should have a nedunya to get married, and now she has because she's getting the actual Yerusha itself. The Bakhti said the letter of Amalei Reb Chanina. Reb Chanina says, just because the first one came and took the Isa Nechassim, so the second one should lose it, even if that brother, while he was still alive, even if he sold off the Nechassim, still might see in Leparnasa, we go to those Lekuchas, and we take, we seize property from them for the 10%. Even though we don't do it for Mezanis, we don't take from the Mishabadim. You're going to say that because she didn't have a, 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 a chance yet to get the 10%, she loses out, even when it's just a Sheba Chalacherim, which is even greater than this, meaning it's even more removed from her. Still, she doesn't lose out. Now that it's Mamre sitting here, ready to be taken, now she's going to lose out. So that's as far as the conversation we need for our sugya. Now, Parnasa, the make it's kaita, Parnasa, the Isar Nechassim, the Nedunya is certainly a set amount, it's 10%, and Mikhtav Lexi, if it's not written anywhere, the Kamaitziya, yet she could still take from the Mishabadim. As you see, according to Abichanina, the Ketsuvim alone is enough to be tired from the Mishabadim, even though it's not Ketsuvim. And who I did, you could apply it to Maval Pet. Zatik Marno, Shani Parnasak, even the Islay. Kala. Over there, there's already a Kala. As soon as the father dies, everybody knows that the daughter, when she gets married, is going to, to, is going to take 10%. So the kuchas that are coming to buy from the estate, from the assignment, they know about this. Therefore, since it has a Kala, it's Kemad That's what it is. If it's written, and therefore you can be tired from the Mishabadim. Masav Revuna Barmanayach the effective Gemara Kasha. Rav Huna Bar Menayach asked the Kasha, so the setup for this is a Mishnah with Nudim where a man marries a woman and she comes into the marriage with a daughter that she had in a previous marriage and she makes up with her new husband without any star, just Baal that the husband agrees to sustain, to support the daughter for five years. Then, within those five years, they get divorced. She gets married to a second man and she makes the same deal. So the halacha is, is that one of them gives actual mezainas, like the deal was, and the other one, she doesn't need mezainas anymore because she's already getting from the other man, but he gives the demay mezainas. Now, halacha, then the Mishnah says, mesu. If both these men die within that five-year time slot, so the halacha is, bin I saying, their daughter, their actual daughters, mezainas, minichas, and benichayrin, they can only take from the Chayr, not Mishabadim, like our Mishnah taught us. But Vihi, his stepdaughter, the daughter of his wife, Nizan is Minachas and Mishabadim. She can even go to regular Mishabadim, Neshihi, Kibbalas Chayv. She's like a regular Balas Chayv. So you see that since there's a set amount, there's only a five year cap, not more, even though it wasn't written down anywhere, she can still go from Mishabadim. It's a riot, Rebbechidin, it's a Kashan. Ula. Ula said that the reason why it's in Mitzi and Lachilas Paris from Mishabadim is because it's in Ksuvin. Over here, it's not Ksuvin, and still you can be Mitzi and Mishabadim because it's Ksuvin. And the Rishanim point out that the Besides being a kasha and ula, it also doubles as a raya that Rebchenina does not require anything more than ksuvin, just ksuvin enough, even though it's not ksuvin. And the Gemara answers both will be knocked out in one answer. Hachavim Ma'eskinin says the Gemara, the case is when the Mishnah, in the Mishnah, where that woman and that man made up that he's going to sustain and support his stepdaughter, is Bishakanu Miya 
Vadoi, where there was an actual solid Kenyan made, there was a Gemir's Das, and Rashi says a Stam Kenyan is the Ksiva Oimid, so it's like it's written in a Shtar. They should also give him the Mishabad for the same thing. He made the Kenyan only for this, the Christ he has to the stepdaughter, but not to his own daughters. Who told the Tana that a person makes the Kenyan for the Mazinus of his stepdaughter, but not for the Mazinus of his daughters? Maybe Fakaret, maybe neither, maybe both. She was there at the time of the Kenyan, meaning when her mother married this man and they made the deal she was around. The mother brought her into the marriage, so therefore Mahani Lakinian, the Kenyan works. But they weren't there because they weren't born yet. Then the Kenyan's not going to work. The Mishnah is just talking about Stan. So could it, even, could, it, could it not even be talking about the following case? Even his own daughters were there at the time of the marriage to their mother. Now, how's that possible? How can you get married to the woman and already have daughters? The case is because first he married this woman that brought in a daughter to the marriage. Then he had daughters. And then the then he divorced her after he had his own daughters. And then he brings her back. And then he makes up this tonight with her. So now we have that both his own daughters and his stepdaughter are there at the same time. The, his daughter, that she's eating from his estate because of Tanai Bezdin, so the Kenyan doesn't help. Therefore, it's not Oymid Ksiva, and therefore you, she cannot be Moitin the Mazinus from Mishabad. However, Basishta, his stepdaughter, the Lab Tanai Bezdin it's only because he made of the Amach with the, with the girl's mother, so Mahani Lakinian and the Kenyan works. Right? This makes sense. If he make regard just because there's a Tanai Bezdin, it's worse. Ella says, the more the final step. Bita, even the Tanai Bezdin Ka'achla, and Rashi learns, in addition to what we said before, that there was a Kenyan, the more is not falling off that. He made a Kenyan in conjunction with the fact. That he has a chivot tonight, Bezins. That's already, already a very serious thing in his eyes, and he's going to try to dispense his obligation. And therefore, Amr Tsari Atmosir, that maybe while he was still alive, gave her a bundle of money that she should be able to support herself after his death. And therefore, we're not mighty from the Kuchas. Now, Tyson points out that we still let her go to the Benechari and go, they let her collect from the assignment because of a Zaivat, we're not going to be chayish, but causing a loss to Lakucha is already then we have to be chayish, maybe it was maybe the, the father already supplied money for, for this cause. Mashaankin in the case where he made up with his wife to support her daughter, his stepdaughter, that's a Tanai Bezdin. That's not a Tanai Bezdin at all. And therefore, even if he did make a Kenyan, still, we're not Chayshish for the Tsari, and it's like a regular Balas and that's where she collects from Meshubah. Hashema, Amrab Nasim, Amasai, when do we say, in this, this Allah and the Mishnah, that you cannot be Moitzi for the Chilas Peis from the Chasim Meshubah, meaning you cannot go to the Lukuchis that bought from this Meicher after he sold the stolen field of Lukach, he cannot go to them. When do we say that? Bisman, Shakadam meaning this second Lukach, the one that bought it after the stolen field was sold, that that came prior to the one who did purchase the first Lukach that purchased the stolen field. So the second one bought it before the owner, the buyer of the stolen field, put in the money and was Mashbiach that field because since the the sale to the second person took place before there was ever any shvach done by the Lekeh Rishon, so there's no lien on it, so that's why you can't be mighty from him. There's no lien at all when he, at the time that he bought it. Avul, Kadam Shvach Rishon, wherever there was a lien, if the Lekeh, the one who bought the stolen field, he already invested it and already improved, and now there's already an achrayas on it, if that's going to get taken away by the nigzal, by the actual owner, and that preceded the Mechishel Sheni. That means when the Sheni bought it from the person that sold the stolen field, when he bought it from that person, he was buying it already with a lien for the Achrayas. So then, Allah is like a regular case of he could collect from the Nechassim Meshubadim. Because once that Lekech, who purchased the stolen field, 
is mashpiach. Everybody knows there's an achrayis. He sold them with an achrayis. The kol goes out. There's an achrayis on the karka with all the shvach, with all the payers, everything. There's a there's a kol on, on everything. Therefore, when that second lekeach buys it, he's aware that there's a shibud on the nechasim. And therefore, when that uh, the real owner, the nixel comes and he seizes the property, he takes the sada, the karka with all the payers from the lekeach. That lekeach can now be tired from that second lekeach. He can take from the meshubadim. It's only because the reason why you can't be mitzvah from the kuchais is because he wasn't mashbiach before the second person made the purchase, so there was no lien at that time. But if he's mashbiach first and there is a lien, then he can be mitzvah from the kuchais, even though the achrayis of the pairs is not considered to be written in the shtar and it's not kitsuva, so it's a kasha sayin ula sayin rabchenina. And for the gemara tanayin, it's machlekes tanayin, meaning, as we'll see soon, it's ula and rabchenina have support from other tanayim, and therefore don't ask me that rabnasa doesn't stand with them because it's okay because they have other tanayim on their side. The tanya it says in the brayse, ain't mitzin lachilas pairs l'shvach kais ula mazin isha v'habanis minachasim shabadim. You cannot take from the mishabadim to reimburse for the pairs for the shvach of the karka or for the mazin of the isha and the banis mivnei tikanayim. And the brayse adds lefi shein ksuvin. The reason is because they're not considered written in the shara. There's no ko. That's like. Ula, because if you now go to the Lukuchais, even by Milva so then no one will ever want to buy anything from anybody because they're always afraid. Maybe there's some Milva that I don't know about. What tikkunolam is there? Meaning there's no need for it. There's no set amount. It says there's no set amount even without the tikkunolam. Also, Minadin, you cannot be tired. And that's like Shittas Reb And as we mentioned before, the Rajba clarifies that even though now Reb Nassim, that we mentioned in the Brisa before, is the like Kaman, because according to him, it's not Tali and Ksiva or Ketsuva at all. That's not Shver. Because Sai Ula and Sai Bechanina, they have support. Meaning the whole Kasha that the Gemara had is that we have Reb Nassan, who is a Tana, and that's against the two Amirai. But now that each Amirai has a Tana on his side, it doesn't bother us that there's a third Chita, third Chita's Tanaim. The Mishnah said, So a person finds a lost object, he returns it, and the Bible make a claim that there was more to it, and he says, no, this was it, so that's a Maitim Amitza, so really you should swear. The Mishnah says, you don't swear, I'll take an island, because otherwise nobody's going to ever return an Aved if they know they can fall into a Shavuah. Amr B'Yitzchak, Shnei Kisin, Kishur and Matzasali, if the Baal makes a claim that there were two purses that were tied together, that's what you found. The one who returned it says, no, this is it, I only found one, so it's a Maitim Amitza, Nishba, he does swear. However, if the claim is two oxen, then and he claims the one who returned this was only this one, in addition whether he doesn't swear. What's the difference? My time is they could come loose, that Kesha. So the Taina of the Baal is now only a Taina Shema, because maybe when this person found it, the other ox was already gone. So and we, we, you, can, you can't force a shoe on somebody with a Taina Shema. However, but it's not normal for the purses to go away from each other, to separate, and therefore that is considered a tainus bari. It's a tainus bari, there's a shuaz made of a mixes. Rebitzik says another din, the claim is two oxen you found they were together. Yes, I did find both, but I did return one. That's how he's a nishba, because that's already a tainus bari. He has to swear that he returned the one. In fact, he doesn't hold of the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that granted you have a tiny bari. So what? There's a tikkun oilam. People are not going to want to return. So a Mishnah Veda never has to swear. And for the Gemara, Hudamar Kavazabin Yaakov, Rabbi Yitzchak holds a Kavazabin Yaakov that says that when the Tviya is a Tainas Bari, then it's not considered a Mesh Raveda and there is a Shua, the Tanya. Rabbi Yitzchak Kavazabin Yaakov, Rabbi Yitzchak Kavazabin Yaakov, you have times 
where a person can make a shula on his own tiny, which the Gemara thinks right now, is that it means nobody made any claim. He volunteered the information himself, and he's going to be mechaiv himself a shulah. He goes over to a person, and he volunteers the information. He says, there's a mana to your father in my hand, meaning I owe your father a mana, then how to pras, and I paid him half. Allah is a raise nishba. He has to swear. No one made any claim. Still, he has to swear. Because there was no claim. He voluntarily told the person, so he's potter. So, in fact, the Gemara, the Rashi says it's like a Vahavina, but meaning we're, chill, we're still trying to drill into the Pshat of what's going on here. So, the Gemara asks, Well, Lazar and Yaakov, Lesle Mesha Veda Potter, how can he argue on such a thing? There's a Chashash of Tikkun Oilam that the Mesha Veda has to be Potter from Meshua, because if you don't make him Potter Meshua, then no one's ever going to, and, and no one's going to want to return Avedas. So, here also, since there was no claim, he's like a Mesha Veda, why in the world should it be a Chiyav Shua? So, the Gemara says, You're right. Amarab, Betayanai Katan, meaning there was a Katan that was Tavea that money. He says that you owe my father a, a mana, and he says, his response to that claim of the cotton was I already paid off half. Now, since he's a cotton, that's why we call it a tinus atzmai. But it wasn't just stam meshavedah. There was a cotton making the tiny. In fact, our cotton medium meshasha ispei could he be chlabu mechayiv shuah v'hatanan inishboy and all tinus cheresheid of a cotton. They cannot be mechayiv shuah. So, like Mr. Zakter, my cotton gadol really mean an adult. But my car they caught him because the legabi mili da'av of cotton he doesn't know the affairs of his late father and therefore we call him a cotton but really he's a godly the whole reason why Rebbe Lezer of Benyakov was allowed to refer to it as a tainas atzmai because it was a cotton but here it's actually a godly it's a tainas atzmai tainas acherim it's a regular taina and for the Gemara the reason why he called it a tainas atzmai is because tainas acherim vichayda asatzmai it's together he was hayda he was mayda that it's true what you're saying that yes I am high of money I, I I do owe money to your father I'm just mayda that that I only I only owe part of it. So that's why it's called a, it's a, it's a, a tainus atzma because it's tainus acherim together with a da'as atzma. In fact, the every case in the way the mitzvah is nami tainus acherim v'haydas atzma inenu. That's the normal case. So would the rabbanim ever argue on that? And also, how could Rebbe Lezer say Rebbe Lezer Yaakov say that sometimes a person swears? What do you mean? This is the case of ma'idemiktus. Every instance of such a scenario would result in ma'idemiktus. What do you mean? Sometimes it's going to result in a shul. Ella says the Gemara, don't say we're changing pshat. It's not that there was a gadol. Really, it was a cotton, literally. And that's the tainus atzmai. I, the kasha was that we don't swear on a tainus cotton. Zakrashi, that's only when the cotton is the baldover. He's the one making the claim on his own affairs. There, by Shavu, it says, ki yitain ish, we darjan ish will a cotton. But over here, when it's baba tainus oven, it's not his matters, it's his father. So then, we can swear even if the one making the claim is the cotton. According to the Rabbanon, it could even be talking about a gadol. Still, it's a nishban, like the Mishnah says in Shuas, that if a person says, Manola Abba, biyotcha, you owe my father money, and he says, I only owe 50, he's potter from a shuah. What's the machlaik? Because the machlaik is, is in Rabba. But the Rabba comes says the Gemara, Why is it that the Torah says that if a person is made down part of it, and the remaining part that he's denying, he has to swear? The reason it's, A person doesn't have the chutzpah to be kaifer hakal in front of the balchayim, and therefore, just because he was made down some of it is not enough of a reason to say, let's believe him, because maybe, really, he would deny all of it. Really, he would deny everything. The reason why he's not denying all of it is from the end of the maze, pun of and that's why we force a shua on the other part of it, the part that he's being kaifer, so that way he can prove that he's really telling the truth. Now, the reason why the Gemara continues here is Zabrashi, we're bewarding Akasha, because if you're going to tell me that we're chayshed, that he's really lying, and maybe he really owes the whole thing, so if we're chayshed that he's lying on the money, so what does the help of Shavuah? And on that, the Gemara says that no, on the money, really, he's not chayshed from the fact that he wasn't chayshed for anything, it wasn't chayshed for Bakal, because the reason why he was only 
Maiden half of it says the Gemara because Ubekule by the Really, he would have been Maiden all of it. The reason why he wasn't Maiden all of it is not because he has intention to steal. It's because he's trying to slip it away for now because he doesn't have the money right now. I'll, I'll tell him I don't owe it now until I get the money and I can pay it back. Put a shvu on him in order that he will be Maiden all of it. So it comes out that the reason for Maiden Mimictus, why you make a swear, is only because a person is not Mayes and therefore when he's Maiden on, on part of it and he wasn't kaifra koyol. That's not considered a meishav aveda because, in effect, he was mukhrich to be maida because a person has the chutzpah to be kaifra and everything. Mashenkin, if a person would be able to be maize, then there's no reason to swear because he could have been kaifra and everything. So now that he's maida and part of it, all that would be is a meishav aveda and be potter. So now with that, we understand the machlekes. Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, Slavar Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, who said that a maida bemixes to the son of the bachay was also like every other maida bemixes, and he has to swear, and it's not considered a meishav aveda. Slavar he holds loishna by loishna b'benet. There's no difference. Ain't a maize. Either one is not me. Side the Bachayv, side the son of the Bachayv. The Hilkoch, Lav Meshavaveda He. It's not considered a Meshavaveda that he volunteered that he's Maida in Mixus. It's not considered to be volunteering because he doesn't have the chutzpah to be Kaifer. Because by the son, it's not really a Bari Gummer because it's maybe the son, even though he's an adult, but maybe he doesn't know about the affairs of his father. And therefore, Zakhtar Abonam, the person could have been Kaifrakal because he doesn't have a problem being going against the Benai because it's not really a Tainus Bari Gamer. Umi Deloyme is the fact that he didn't, he was Maidim Mixus, Meshavaveda, who he's a Meshavaveda, that's why he's Potter. So now let's bring it back to Rabbi Yitzchak. Now Rabbi Yitzchak and Abelazar Ben Yaakov, they hold the same thing because according to Abelazar Ben Yaakov, even though it's a cut and mamish making the Tainus, it's not a Bari Gamer, still it's not considered a Meshavaveda in the Chayyim Shul. So on that, the Gemara is saying, Rabbi Yitzchak holds like Abelazar Ben Yaakov. Rabbi Yitzchak's case as well, the Baal is not mamish a Bari because he doesn't know for sure that the one who found the Aveda found the two together. It's just there's a svara that since the two persons were tied together and Mustama they were stayed, stayed tied together. So that's why he has this taina, but it's not a taina's bari gomer. And still, through this taina, you're going to force a shvua because he holds like Rabbi Zeb Yaakov, who also said that even though it's not mamish a full bari gomer, still it's not called the mesh Aveda. When it will be a mesh Aveda, that's only if it's mamish a taina shana. But a taina's bari, even if it's not a taina's bari gomer, it's not a mesh Aveda, it will be chayiv a shvua. Pause there. So today we learned that if a person st- sells a stolen field, Be'achrayis, and then the Nigzel comes and takes the field from the Lukach, the Lukach cannot be tarif from the Lukuchus. He can't be tarif his Chayva Chrayis of the Paris on the Lukuchus. The reason is, according to Ula and the Tanakama, is because at the time of the Mechira, the Paris that were in the Shtar were not banned, so there's no Koyal. According to Rechanina and Rebbeisi, is because they're not cut, so there's no set amount. According to Rebnasan, the Lukach could be Maitzi from the Lukuchus as long as he was Mashbiachet before those Lukuchus made their purchase, because now they purchased it with a lien, it's Nechasim Meshubadim. And finally, according to your Yitzchak, we don't say Meshavaveda as part of a Meshua unless the Bailam are just giving a Tainas Shema. But if it's a Tainas Bari, even if it's not a Bari Gomer, it's no longer Meshavaveda and he's Chayyab to swear, just like Shita's Rabbalah Zabin Yaakov.